Good love our gracious queens Are throughout their just queens Their time has come United Queendom Here at United Queendom, we're big fans of box menswear. For boxers, briefs, jocks, tracksuits, swimwear and so much more, head over to boxmenswear.com for stellar deals, worldwide shipping and some killer eye candy. It's Bag of Chips having a bag of brown with United Queendom. Okay, usually I like to try and start the episode with some sort of reference or joke or impression or I don't know. I can't, I'm so fucking angry. (laughs) And I know we need to be linear and chronological and get to the end of the episode, but I've just finished watching it and I'm sat here and I'm shaking and I'm just like, for fuck's sake, this show pisses me (laughs) off so much sometimes. I can't... Wait, are you saying that the best person didn't win? (laughs) Why did Ellie Diamond not win? I just don't fucking get it. It makes no sense. She was why not. wasn't there? Why wasn't there a twist where sister sister came back and just won the day? Who is that? Sister. Okay. Well, I'm not even getting into that. Listen, it's. Can I just be clear? Because this is going to be obviously going to dominate our recap. Um, I haven't even a chance to look online and see the reaction. But it's not about the fact I wanted Bimini to win. I wanted Bimini to win because she did the best, and I am invested in yeah. the competition. If I had to choose the queen I'd most like to watch, it probably would be Lawrence. So I probably do like Lawrence better than Bimini. It's not a personal bias Mm. thing. I just cannot believe Mm. we have been invested in this TV show, watching it, getting involved with who's win, who's the best, who's this, for months and enjoying ourselves. And then at the end, the competition is irrelevant because Lawrence won and Lawrence didn't do the best in the competition and it just makes the whole thing completely pointless why are we doing this podcast recapping a show that is absolutely not based in reality i thought reality tv whoa okay hold up hold up so i mean in the first half of the series it was pretty much laid out that lawrence was going to win you could see that rue just like loved loved his work and um I agree with you. I don't think she did the best overall, but I think that it was there was something in it for RuPaul with with Lawrence Cheney that it was unless she fucked up so brutally, um, it was never going to be anybody else for RuPaul. Well, it's fucking bullshit because if if you are that determined to crown Lawrence Cheney, if you love Lawrence Cheney that much, and I can see why you would, because she is hilarious, lovable, and has been very entertaining, then there were times where you could have given her the win. For for example, the EastEnders challenge. Like I didn't think Bimini was the best. I thought Taste was the best. But if if you yeah. really want Lawrence to go into the final as with as many wins, you could have given the fourth win to Lawrence Cheney and Bimini would have one less win and Lawrence win would at least on paper make sense. It doesn't make sense to me because since they got back from the COVID break, Lawrence has not excelled in any challenge. They gave her a high placement for the comedy, stand-up comedy challenge, which was undeserved. And Beastenders, I think she did well, but everyone that, that week did well. And she happened to be in... Uh, UKD, what's the fuck's it called? Um, UK Hun, um, and got a badge that week, even though she was the shittest in that challenge. She hasn't <laughs> been that great. She's been stumbling. She hasn't been as likable since she came back. She's been 
petty with Ellie and oh, jealous. Oh, very petty. Bit bit nasty as well. Whereas, you know me, I like to never be petty, always be nice, always be polite, always be cordial. <laughs> I just can't believe they did this. I literally was writing my notes. This has happened again for the second time this season. And I wrote, the winner is Bimini before, because I was just wrapping up to do the show. And then they said, Lauren... Oh, yeah, that's a fool's game. You they... know, that's a fool's game, Ed. You don't, you know, I think maybe it was misdirection. It was misdirection with giving Bimini all, all those wins. Um, I feel like as well with this with this episode, it was like there's nothing anyone could have done in this episode that was going to change the outcome. Do you know what I mean? So I think um, I think that it was that's why I agree with you because Bimini had done the absolute best up until this episode. So and I don't think she fucked up so badly in this episode that she would lose it. No, I don't either. I mean, if. If you're going to do a shock thing like this at the end, at least it has to make sense. Like when Trixie Mattel won All Stars 3, which she didn't deserve, Shangela should have won. At least something... Oh, a million percent. <laughs> at least something happened to make that make sense within the context of the show. It was complete bullshit, but something happened. This is just like, mm-hmm. well, we prefer Lawrence and we don't care about the competition. Do you not yeah. feel at all cheated, Sam? I do feel a bit cheated. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I feel as strongly about it as you do. I do, <laughs> I do love Bimini and I do think, um, I do think she deserved to win. But at the same time, I was, I mean, I was properly angered when Shangela didn't win. Like, I mean, that really cut me to the quick. I was like, same. it's not fair. It's fucking wrong. Um, I don't think this is as bad as that. I think, um, I think they're both really good, and I think. But as and as you said, like if we were if we were going to say, oh, it's Saturday night, which show are we going to go and see? We'd probably choose to see Lawrence Cheney's because we'd have more of a laugh. So in that perspective, I think maybe it was the right win. I I don't know. I think I think technically Bimini was better, much more polished. Um, I mean, well, we'll get to it obviously, but it was it was same old, same old with Lawrence Cheney. So um, if you if you like Lawrence Cheney and what she did up to this point of the finale and you thought she was a winner, then there was there was no real choice. Everyone thought it was gonna be Bimini. And you even said earlier on that there was that it was, you know, it's it's the first time in four years that it's obvious who the winner's gonna be. Well I did. I said it since season eight when Bob the Drag Queen walked the competition. It, this is the most obvious winner. She had the yeah. most wins. She had the fans behind her. The, most of the fans wanted Bimini to win. And yeah. she had the storyline, which sometimes factors into it, which is being non-binary. Lawrence also and also, and also the journey. And, the, and yeah. the journey as well. It was the journey with Bimini. Yeah, absolutely. Going from lip syncing week one to then mm. slaying the competition after the COVID break. That is such a story. Everything was mm. pointing towards a Bimini win. And I mm. wonder if that is perhaps the reason they didn't do it because they, they're scared of like people saying, oh, it was obvious, it was boring. Sometimes I think mm. they're just fucking punking us. And I, I don't <laughs> want to be punked. I want to be spunked. And this, and do, do you know the thing is when you really like someone, um, you want to see them on All Stars. So I wonder, do they not want to crown Bimini because they want her back on an All Star season? I don't know what That's the reason possible. is. But I mean, I would have liked to see Lawrence in an All Star season. I just think this is going to be very hard for me to get through this episode. But <laughs> oh God, please try. <laughs> Shall we rate it? <laughs> uh, yes, I'm going to give it a a six. Okay. Well, for the first time in track race history, I'm going to give it a zero. Um, and that, <laughs> that's because, not because it was boring, although it was a little bit boring up till the end, but because it is offensive. Um, I think, 
Even though you said you didn't like um, Lawrence being petty, I think that's a bit petty, babes. <laughs> well, maybe I am just <laughs> petty monje because I am because I'm monjing and I'm you're fucking. Petty, you're petty filou. <laughs> what the fuck did you call me? Um, right, so let's try and get through the episode till the end where I can then continue my rants. Um, so oh, yay! <laughs> so first of all. We, get, we start off with Ellie saying she's coming for the crown. And I'm like, after what happened, maybe she wasn't deluded. Maybe anything can happen. Maybe Ellie could have won. Maybe Joe Black could have won. Maybe fucking Sherry Pie could have won. Maybe I could have fucking won without even being a fucking drag queen. Anyway, right. So I thought you weren't going to rant till the end, babes. Sorry, it slipped out that one. Um, but I thought I could smell something. Did, well, how did you feel? Did you think it was basically between Bimini and Lawrence or did you think... Somehow, Tace and Ellie still has a chance. No, I thought it. Well, I thought it was Bimini's to win, but I thought it was between. If it was going to be anyone other than Bimini, it was going to be Lawrence. I think um, if a horror had been there, then maybe I would have thought a horror was going to be in there. I think um, it was obvious that Ellie was going to be off. You know, the first time they had the first time they could get rid of someone, it was going to be Ellie, and it was. And you know, and and also Tace Tace didn't didn't quite have the goods, so it could have only been those two. No, but Tace is very proud that she's a lip sync, not assassin, but serial killer is what she's calling herself. <laughs> but if I had to compare her to a serial killer in terms of her lip syncing ability, I would say Harold Shipman. Because, I was going to say, yeah, Harold Shipman, just simply because, simply because of the amount of murders. Because <laughs> a high number, but not done with as much style as, as, <laughs> as previous killers. Like, it's not very memorable. It's done quite boring. She only just does it quite sneakily. Well, no... that's the thing. People, people forget, like, you know, with, with Shipman, it was very much quantity over quality. It was maybe 200. Was it about 200? So, I mean, you know, I think, isn't Howard Shipman the most prolific serial killer of all time all over the world? But, I believe you know, he, he is. And he doesn't, he, doesn't, he, doesn't get, he doesn't get the props he deserves. <laughs> I'm sick of him being underrated, you know. All you hear about, they're so <laughs> overrated, the Yorkshire Ripper, the Moors Murderers, yeah. getting all the glory, yeah. all the TV gigs. And Harold Shipman is sat there, well hanging there somewhere <laughs> just completely ignored and it's just not fucking fair the other serial killers did it with drama do you know what i mean they did with much more showy he was very much you know you know i think you might be on your way anyway so i'm just gonna do it for you uh so which is boring for us it's boring for the viewer and um <laughs> I, I, I do like to see passion in my serial killers and i like to see vulnerability i don't want to see just you no. know that kind of almost cockiness no yeah, yeah. <laughs> dull, dull, deadly dull. So I'm giving Harold Shipman a two out of ten. Wait, what are we doing? <laughs> he was basically the COVID of his time, wasn't he? Just killing off elderly people on the slide. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's stop talking about serial killers, if we may. Sorry, this is a very dark episode already, isn't it? <laughs> if we must. But I have to, I have to say though, like, um, I think I said it in another podcast that like. That is what people are. People are turning to murder shows and everything like during a time. It's of light COVID. relief, especially, yeah. Especially in this, especially in this last lockdown that has hit everyone so much harder than the other ones because there's just like it's just like no one's got anything left to give, so they just want to see death and destruction just as a way of getting a way of escapism. I just want to see someone worse off than myself, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I watch Ellie Diamond's Instagram. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> but Lawrence says that she's glad that Ellie's here um, uh-huh. in the final. That was so, and that was really annoying as well. It's just like, no, like she's like sort of forgive. She's like, oh, I just want to say like, as in, it just reminded me again of when she said, you wanted to get rid of me, me. It was like, I've just, I could have gone home. It could have been me. 
I've decided, I have decreed that it's good that you're here. So thank you. Thanks so much. Well, maybe Rue had already given her the crown by this point secretly, so she already knew what was coming. But it's good to see her proving herself as an actress by pretending that she likes Ellie. That was quite, um, that was, was a display of talent. Uh, but they find out that the last challenge actually is going to be doing their own verses to A Little Bit of Love. Goes a long, long way. Da-dum, 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 da-dum. Also, um, we did find out this week that it was Rita Ora that was supposed to be um, last week's judge. I know, and she pulled out at the last minute, presumably to go to some sort of rave. Um... Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking that I'm thinking that possibly she she couldn't be a judge because she was in front of a judge. So oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, due, 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 due to her various COVID parties and um, various bits and bobs. R.I.P. to Ritora's career. No, I, I, don't, I don't think she deserves to be cancelled for that. Um, no. But I was going to talk about Ritora later. Um, do you have any Ritora stories? I've got one. Um, well, no, I did I did party with her once. I uh, went back to someone's house and we were. I was partying with her and a few other During things. During COVID. So, no, no, it was, a, it was a long time ago. and I remember, But I remember saying to her, because her hair was like, I think it was after GQ Awards, her hair was like sprayed into this crisp and I was, and I remember like, like poking it and going, oh my God, would that smash if you fall over? And she thought that was funny. But other than that, no <laughs> real hilarious stories. She is often smashed. I once did a um, sit down interview with her. It was that she'd done this gig and then we had a private room where I was interviewing her for a newspaper. And then we were sat there and I was like on time for the interview and she wasn't. And then as I sat there, we'd waited like five minutes for her. And you know, like, obviously I've been knocking back the free champagnes as one does. <laughs> what? And then I was like to her PR, like, oh, I really, really need a wee. And they were like, oh, but you can't go. And I was like, oh, but I really, I really do need a wee. And I'm really quick. Like I'm famous amongst my friends for how quick I wee. Like when I come back, people are like, you cannot have done a wee. And I'm like, yes, I just don't wash my hands. Thank you very much. No, I do. Um, so I was sat there. down my leg. So I was sat there and it was like 10, 10 more minutes had gone past. And it was just like, she's so late and I'm going to wee so quickly. I could have weed like 50 times mm, yeah. in this time. And then when she eventually came, I was just like basically sat in it. I didn't really piss myself, but I was just like holding in the interview the whole time. I was like, I cannot believe you motherfuckers did not let me go for a piss just because then if she came when I was gone she'd have had to wait what five <laughs> seconds for me am I, am I going to say anything that's not like completely dripping in rage today I don't know um, <laughs> I my friend of mine once uh, really needed a piss and she was on the tube and um and she was just like, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, so she sat in her chair in the tube and she pissed like as she sat there. And it, so it all like soaked into the into the tube chair, like out of her skirt and everything. And she was so embarrassed that she just sat there and waited until the end of the line. And then like and then just like got up and got on the train back to where she lived. She was so full of a shame. I think I would have got off at the next stop and left the the piss stain. I wouldn't stay on that chain as long as humanly possible. No, because I think I know because I think her I think her like skirt was like you know drenched as well. Oh, so nobody saw it. That makes sense. Oh. I once weed on a red carpet. Um, <laughs> just cause, you know oh that's another one where they don't let you out. So you're like in a pen. You're, I mean, people think it's glamorous. It's like you're in a pig pen farm, isn't it? And they're all like <laughs> yeah, zapping is. you with prods and just like stay in, stay in. Until you get your f- five seconds with Sunita in three hours. But I was there and I, I needed a wee. And then um, I realised I wasn't going to be able to get out. So I had a wee like against the wall of, I think it, was it the O2? It was, 
It was one of those the outs- Royal, Was it the Royal Albert Hall? Was it the Queen's face? And no, it was. Um, <laughs> it was somewhere outside, like a big venue, but like it was against like a barrier they'd put up. But then I asked all the other journalists in my pen to like form a human shield oh, for around a human me. Human shield. Oh, classic. Well, I pissed into. I think it was maybe a milkshake bottle. Yeah, but it's like you, it's like you do when you're stuck in the middle of a crowd and you don't want to move. Oh, the festival weeds. Yeah, oh, I've been with girls yeah, doing that, weeds. and you all have to get oh, around yeah. them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, d- yeah. I did it once actually at a Libertines concert, but the the floor wasn't <laughs> even. This was indoors, and um, oh, that must that must have been Brixton Academy where they where it's like sloping. It was in Australia, although that is oh. um, that is sloping that one, but that one slopes all in one direction, whereas this one kind of all sloped to form like a little ditch in the middle, so the piss all <laughs> ran to form like one pool. Oh no! Oh god! Right, um, back to Drag Race. If <laughs> where we where must. were we? <laughs> where were we? Uh, <laughs> So Lawrence is offended that Ellie is saying um, she's writing shady lyrics about them, which this is so stupid because, I mean, they've always done that, playfully read each other in these finale songs and like... They're always ready to criticise Ellie Diamond, though. Always literally at the tip of her tongue, like, oh, why are you doing that sort of thing? Like, I mean, you're not her mother. You're like two years older than her. We're meant to lift each other up and you're making out like we're shit. I'm like, oh, oh my God, you're so sensitive oh. for someone who is so quick to give it out. I mean, obviously I'm going to be way harsher on Lawrence now because of <laughs> the trauma I'm going through. But speaking of shade, uh, I don't know if you saw this, Sam, but did you know this feud that has emerged this week between Tace and Vinegar Strokes? Oh, yes. Um, just expl- explain it for the listeners that haven't. Well, Vinegar's a very good friend of the show, so obviously we're team Vinegar. <laughs> but she basically, I think she did a few drinks and she was on a live uh, that GM. <laughs> why we're doing and someone brought up taste and um vinegar was joking but i think it came across as quite a read which is like saying that taste has not been elevated during this season and she's got to the finale by just lip syncing and she um all her runways because she sucked off a horror and she looked like a brunch a brunch queen <laughs> a brunch queen and then obviously the fans have all hit back have been like well vinegar you, you, like your brand is hodgepodge so like maybe you're not the- <laughs> And also, there's nothing wrong with a brunch. There's nothing wrong with a brunch queen, surely. We've seen oh, a few of them. Not enough in this last year, sadly. But hopefully, they'll be coming yeah. back. But um, but speaking of vinegar, it's a good point for me to mention. She's just released a single today called H and M, which is a parody of Rihanna's S and M, um, all about the Joe Black controversy earlier in the season. And it's written by yours truly. So everyone no! check check out Vinegar's um, social medias where that's on YouTube and help it to go viral because it should because it's. Fabulous, and that's why we're Team Vinegar. Will you get? Will you get points? Will you get points for it? I will get twenty five percent of nothing of the profits. So I think that works <laughs> Congrats! <out>. Well, <laughs> no, I pay so- a flat fee. <laughs> I'm not waiting for royalties <laughs> on that one. <laughs> so we get to the bit where uh, RuPaul and Michelle Visage they are interviewing all the queens. I thought this was uh, taste was up first. So um, did you have any thoughts on this interview? Well, I honestly, this is my least favorite part of the whole series. It's so boring. Yeah. Um, the best thing, the best thing about this was, um, so I, so I was watching it socially distanced with a couple of friends this evening. Um, and, Rita um, Ora, they yeah, Rita Ora and Cara Delevingne. Um, <laughs> no, so they were saying, so like we kept rewinding it. So basically, if you watch, if you watch it again. I know you're not going to watch it again because you're so fuming. Like Rue has a glass of water on his table, but like. 
it keeps appearing and disappearing. So you can see where any time they've cut, so it's his, his, just his face. And then any time they have a long shot, it's there, and then it's not there, and then it's there, and it's not there. It's really distracting and quite hilarious. So you have to, you have to watch it for content. I couldn't, because of that, all four interviews, it happened throughout all four interviews. I couldn't stop, I couldn't stop looking at anything else. I love that because I didn't notice it. And you've actually managed to, I would never have watched this episode again, but because of that, I now do want to rewatch it and play Spot the Bottle. That is going to be so much fun. <laughs> You'll love it. You and your eagle eyes, Sam. Nothing gets past you. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was. It was. It was Sam. <laughs> it was Sam. It was Sam. It well, isn't me. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say it again. I promise. Um, <laughs> one thing that people, again, more observant than I, had noticed. Um, I think the first person to mention this was. Oh, who was it? It was a drag queen on a YouTube show. Was it Monet Exchange? Someone said that um, if you watch the whole series of this series of drag race, Rue is always really frosty towards taste and never gives... Yes! Have I mentioned that before? as well. But, but that, we mentioned this when we were watching it just now. Like, she did, like, I know that, like, you know, the reaction shots are taken, but, like, it just seemed like she was looking through her and just not interested. I know! She looked like it was, like, a job interview, whereas when later when Lawrence comes on, you'll notice her face lights up. I mean, <laughs> oh, oh, my God! That's how you knew it was going to be for her fucking wish. It's like, oh, my God, everything you say is hilarious. The writing was on the wall, actually, wasn't it? I really <laughs> have set myself up for disappointment here one thing i did think though with, with the taste interview was the fact that her dad was in wham i what absolutely fun? loved that that was i was like was he pepsi or shirley <laughs> <laughs> i love pepsi and shirley but the thing is as well i think that and obviously he talks about how um you know life wasn't bad coming out etc obviously if your dad was in fucking wham of course they're not gonna be like you're a gay get out of the house they're gonna be like oh just like george um <laughs> but i think that um they obviously for they obviously weren't you know short of a few bob and i just think that obviously you know they obviously taste had a Takes out a great childhood, clearly. Maybe maybe that's what um, is getting Ruse back up. <laughs> well, yeah, and if they weren't short of a few bob, then why were some of the runways not a bit more elevated, as Vinegar Strokes mm. would say? Yes. Um, someone who did always have good runways, and we do have to give credit to Ellie for making them as well, and at such a young age. I do feel like I've been a bit harsh on her, and I do apologise. But I liked in her interview that she said that um, showing her age that she was inspired to do drag by watching Adore Delano on season six and I just found something mm. really sweet about that and I just bet Adore's watching it like finding that really cute oh she's so she's totally sweet yeah exactly and I think Adore would watch her and think like that's that's lovely because Adore's such a sweetie anyway and I think and I think Ellie Diamond is really sweet like, they've got like hearts of gold haven't they really and I think that's um you know, it doesn't it doesn't win you the crown, but it wins you it wins you some ahs. <laughs> yeah, which in some ways is more valuable, but in mm. more accurate oh. ways is not. Not it's actually worth nothing. <laughs> the best thing I thought was Rue told her that she was right to strategize in the now controversial lineup. Yes, thank God. Thank she needs God. to hear that because she's feeling guilty. She's feeling bad about herself, like she's a bad person. It's like Yeah, thanks, thanks to fucking Lawrence and Ahora. Oh God, I'm so angry. Honestly, I need to <laughs> I need to do some meditating. Um, so Lawrence does come out, Rue's eyes light up because she sees her winner. Um, the bit I found most interesting, well, first of all, Lawrence did provide me with my favourite moment of the episode, which was her fat bastard impression, which I think <laughs> we mentioned episode one that she said. At last! It was really funny. <laughs> what did she say? Get in my belly! I thought that was really funny. <laughs> if she'd done and that I, every I, episode, I, I'd say crown her, honestly. You'd have been fine. But also, um, I think that... Um, it was good that they asked her about her awful hair and she had something to say about it. I mean, she looked like, um, you know, Syndrome from The Incredibles, 
with like you know the the blasted back hair. What? Oh my god! Yes, she does. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Well, was there not a lot of debate earlier in the season about whether it was a wig? And I couldn't tell from this conversation whether yeah, this I said is... it was. I said it was a wig. No, but he's saying no. But he's saying obviously. I think it's really. I think the hairs. Uh, I, I remember saying at the time that it looked like it had been relaxed. So I think it's really proper. You know that Scottish fuzz. I mean. It would be an afro if she left it. I mean, don't tell Utica, but um, it would be an it would be an, it would be an afro if she left it. So I think it. So I think it's relaxed, and I think it's with relaxed hair. It's very it's very very thick. So I think that's why she's talking about shaving the sides. Because otherwise, you know, to pull a to put a wig over really really thick hair like that would be really hard. Your why head, not just get rid of it? Why not just get rid of it? That is literally what I wrote in my notes. Is like, why not just shave your head? Because I mean, like, I understand yeah. wanting to hold on to your hair. Like, I've got mm. receding hair, and I'm trying to hold on to every bit. But I mean, mm. Lawrence is holding on to a very quite horrible hairdo. I mean, I, I know. Just, I just don't get it. But one thing, one thing I was shocked at again was the fact that she said she was 23. I do that find can't that be very true. shocking. I yeah. would, I would, I would have said she's not 33. She's older than that. But 23 is almost like. I don't know, are you trying to punk me? You're trying to troll me? What's happening? I know, and then Joe Black was only 30. There's been a lot of age shockers, haven't there, this season? Um, I, think may- I think maybe having um, fillers or Botox or wearing, like... I think because as well that Lawrence wears, like, old lady drag that you sort of... And she's quite big and you and the hair's terrible. It's sort of like... <laughs> You know, she could, she could, she could. I would have, I would have said she was between thirty and forty. I would never have said she was fucking twenty three. Never, never. Do you think that's why RuPaul's crowned her to cover that horrible hair? So just please put it on. God, put this, put this goddamn crown on. We don't want to see that shit. Sorry, I'm, I'm going to be bitchy this episode. I'm not holding back. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Roll on the complaints. <laughs> um, what did you make of Bimini's interview? Yeah, I mean, I. I... As I said, I find them all quite boring. Um, yeah. She didn't really say anything that I found particularly interesting. Um, I found it interesting uh, that she studied journalism. That hasn't been mentioned, has it? Yeah, that was interesting. And she did say, and, he, and she did say, oh, no, no one's see, no one seen me coming. You obviously haven't been on rentboys.com then, ah! didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so other than that, I just think, you know, it was it was all right, you know. I like that she I said. Can't, she... I can't. I can't get excited about any of the chats, other than the wham. I, la- I like that she said she studied journalism and then was like, and I was quite depressed. And I was like, yeah, those two things I can attest <laughs> do do go hand in hand. <laughs> I hear <laughs> you, babes. <laughs> she also did um, talk about losing her best friend at the age of eighteen and mm. said that the anniversary of the death is when they came back from the break, which I thought was kind of a. Because it was weird, like weird, why Bimini out of everyone came back so re-energized. I'm sure that wasn't the only part of it, but maybe that did give her a little extra nudge. Because she came back on fire, didn't she? Like she said, four out of five. Well, this is the thing. I think. Um, I think in the first, like that, they were almost in a way lucky to have that break. I mean, whereas some yeah. people, like some people, like Bimini, like took it on board, whereas other people, like tea you know, coffee. Tea, tea coffee. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> tea and coffee were just that. Oh, just came back with ice cream. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sit at home and do nothing. But like, you know, it was seven months, and I think Bimini had seen she'd been in the bottom. She'd seen the quality of other people, and it's like you get a benchmark of who you're up against, which you, which no queen has ever had in Drag Race, like right in the middle. And this was the, and so she brought her, she dragged her drag up to the level that she thought was gonna be, you know. 
in in the competition. I think she's that's the first time it's ever happened, and I think you know. So so many props to Bimini for that. That's how. I mean, I think Lawrence was already there beforehand, so I think she. The reason why she wasn't as good in the second half was because she just didn't really. She thought she was like already there, whereas Bimini wasn't, and just and dragged herself up and made herself better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I think actually with Lawrence, it was coming back as the front runner, which maybe buckled her because she'd lost them. Like yeah. when you, you've got the momentum and you're winning, you can go with confidence. But I think she had too much time to get in her own head and be at home being like, oh God, everyone's going to expect me to come back and slay. Mm, mm, and the pressure mm. got to her, whereas Bimini didn't have the expectation. I think that helped her to thrive. Yeah. Um, Bimini also revealed she used to be mixed up in drugs, which I found very shocking because looking at her, you just wouldn't think she'd ever... <laughs> Touch. I mean those those poppers those popper scabs around her nose don't say anything to me. <laughs> but by the way, Sam, I haven't talked about this. Uh, I oh, was God. interested to know your views on. Uh, did you see the Patsy Palmer thing this week? Oh yeah, I did. was that not a joke? I mean, I, I didn't know because I thought it was a joke. So, so what happened? Sorry, I've, honestly, I've tried since since like the whole royal thing. Like I've really tried to avoid the news. It's really affected me. I don't want to see it. I found I found the whole thing irritating. So this, I just, oh, I don't know. I didn't look. At I it. So totally agree with you. I feel like by clicking on these articles, a we're encouraging just constant negative content, mm. and b yeah. it is almost like digital self harm, isn't it? Like we're just making yes. ourselves more angry and more upset. Yes. However, I did basically Patsy Palmer. Sorry for international views. I don't know who she is. She was the star of East End as parodied on Beastsenders last week back in yep. the day and now she lives in LA and she is a former cocaine addict which I didn't even know actually until this story mm. uh, but now she's launching herself as a fitness guru but she did an interview with Good Morning Britain famed for <laughs> Piers Morgan walking off last week and um, with Ben Shepard and uh, Susanna Reid and she was doing the interview over Zoom and the bottom uh, what do they call that thing at the bottom the writing You'll know this. I don't know, like the ticker tape? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that. Uh, It said, Patsy Palmer, addict to fitness guru. (laughs) From addict to to fitness guru, yeah. yeah. She wouldn't have seen that, would she? (laughs) Well, she saw it because it's Zoom. You see, I think you see it all as it is on the TV. So Mm. she started the interview. She looked moody, a bit like Bianca. So it's very much in character. But then (laughs) after a few seconds, she's like, do you know what? I'm not doing this interview. I can see what you've put down there. You shouldn't have put that. That was a long time ago. And (laughs) then she just (laughs) slammed her laptop shut as they were trying to (laughs) apologise and ended the interview, ironically making more people aware that she did coke than ever because it all went viral. So like, (laughs) and I just, I don't know how I felt about it because on one hand I thought, um... Maybe putting addict under a guest on your show isn't the best idea if they haven't consented to it. On the other hand, she has spoken a lot about her coke addiction in the past, so it's not it's not a secret. But the thing is, I I do know I've read about her and stuff, because like both of her two of well two of her kids are um they're like models Ginger. and like they, well they no they're they're models and they're and they're actors and they're like part they're almost part of the Hollywood elite. They've got really famous friends and stuff, and I think like. I think like she wanted to, she probably would have wanted to focus on, you know, all this completely positive stuff. And I think only, only on GMB would she get that fucking, would she get that fucking intro? And I think because she's been in LA for too long, she was a bit, she was a bit scuppered by and it annoyed the fuck out of her. So ergo slams shut laptop. I think there's going to be a lot more celebrities kind of 
calling stuff out now because I think in the past mm. it was more like oh you have to play the game take the rough with the smooth and I think mm. there's a lot more sympathy for celebrities these days because I think everyone's yeah. talking more about mental health and mm-hmm. there's all the be kind movement and some of it is good but some of it is like well I mean celebrities are in a position of privilege we, we don't have to tiptoe mm-hmm. around them and wrap them in cotton wool while we make them rich <laughs> and famous like I know, still... I know at, the bottom, at the bottom it says used to be dirty whore now okay <laughs> <laughs> Sam Dowler from Hawthorne <laughs> From whore to please, please, sir, can I have some more? I didn't just become a slag. I became a total <laughs> slag. <laughs> right, should we skip the whole choreographed section? Because I always find that boring and I didn't think boring. anything... Boring. Yeah. Nothing so, happened. So let's get to the runway. Oh, oh wait, the one thing that, the one thing that did happen that Taste for some reason was wearing that sort of like Into the Spider-Verse get up with a Millie Vanilli wig. I don't know what that was about. It was weird. I, I thought she was in drag for a second. I kind of liked the wig, but I was like, it was very like... What was the point in it, it though? Well, it no, was they like just, Millie they Vanilli. Just... You're right. You I couldn't are... put my finger on it. There was something about it that was like reminiscent. Again, I'm getting a lot of my gags from Sam and Matt this evening. So um, like, because I was writing my notes as we were watching it together. So I will, I will hold my hands up for that. But um, yeah, I don't understand it. The fact that they were, you know, you're in your workout gear. So why was she wearing that wig? Very, very weird. But maybe because, you know, you're going to perform in a wig, so she's like, it might be good to get used to it, like when you perform in heels because you're going to be in them. Mm, I don't I don't know. I'm not having it. What did you make of RuPaul on the runway with this brown dress? Well, I thought she looked a bit like a bog brush or ah! or a bit like, you know, Annie had, grown up, or, or Annie had grown up and moved to Wakanda. The wig was you very know? Annie. I hated the it wig, very... but I did like the dress. <laughs> The dress was beautiful and, you know, and obviously her, you know, her svelte, her svelte bod was, you know, perfection. I mean, obviously it takes, you know, 105 years to get there, but I thought it was, I thought she looked beautiful, other than the crazy wig. I thought for finale, I didn't, yeah, I really didn't like that wig. So the the wig is a shit, the the brown dress is a hit. Well, this is why I give it a six, this is why I give it a six, because um, it was a very muted finale when I don't think it needed to be. Do you know what I mean? They sort of went along with the fact that it was COVID as opposed to battling against the fact that it was COVID. Do you know what I mean? And they kept it just family, no guest judges, because Rita Aurora obviously didn't show up for the second week. And so we go straight into the performance of A Little Bit of Love. Um, so let's go through each one and say what you with thought. With A Little of- Bit of Love. What did you think of Bimini's verse and dancing? Well, she's just fucking brilliant. I mean, she did all the tricks. She was like, should I do my tricks? Yes, now is the time to do your tricks. Um, (laughs) And I think think that, you know, the splits and the sexy moves and the leg. I mean, we've seen her do the leg thing a couple of times. That wasn't exactly new. But... um, you know, she's clearly the best performer. Actually, well, no, because taste was amazing. Um, I think, yeah, she was, yeah, she was good. She was good. She, I think, and this is where I will maybe push back slightly on you. She was a little bit lacklustre this episode. She wasn't, as she didn't shine as brightly as I thought she was going to. No, I do agree, actually. I, th- I thought I didn't like her verse because I found her lyrics quite inaudible. I couldn't really understand mm. what she was saying. But I thought the dancing was amazing. I mm-hmm. thought she looked great. But similarly to you, I thought Taste absolutely knocked it out of the park. Oh, my God. Killed it. It was the best thing I think she's done the whole season. I mean, her dancing was incredible. I don't really know why she hasn't danced more like that. I think maybe her lip sync songs have been quite low energy. 
um, mostly because yeah, she's because she's, she's been fucking dancing to freedom since she was five years old. I mean, it's not surprising. <laughs> Careless whisper. <laughs> Careless mister. <laughs> That's a horror. But um, yeah, I thought Tace had a great. She looked fucking amazing. I loved her outfit. She danced amazing. Oh yeah, it was like it was like she had this awesome anime sort of cross outfit. It was like so mm. sci-fi. It was fucking cool. And obviously, like because it was like Katsuti, it just like so I can maybe that's why she was wearing the get up in rehearsal because it was sort of like a similar sort of like you know the wig and the and the cat suit was kind of like a like a played down version of what she actually wore in the performance so maybe give her that but just to get ahead of ourselves but you said Bimini was lackluster and I do agree but like basically I think this whole episode taste probably did best in every aspect of it so if we're going to go on this Mm. episode then Mm. I don't think either Bimini nor Lawrence really were there. I don't think they slayed the lip sync later. I don't think they slayed this performance. Right. But um, so for that reason, I don't think it kind of counted for much. But I thought I did actually think Lawrence's verse in this was all right. I thought it was a lot better than the verse she did in UK Hearn. So she's improved. Yeah, I know, but it, but it was just, good. but it was just same. But no, it was just same old, same old. She does that same move, like oh, arms up in the air and doing a woof and doing it like oh, yeah. it's me, oh, it's me again. Oh, she's done that every fucking time. Oh, it's me. I just find it a bit like everything. She does is like a problem so that she can say it's a problem and be centre of attention. Yeah, I do. I do think there's a little bit of kind of in rehearsal. She wants to play it down so that she looks more impressive later when she does well. Yeah. But, but I did think she did well. And um, Ellie, very similar to Bimini, I thought she danced well, looked good. But uh, again, I couldn't really understand what she was saying. And I, in these verses, you kind of have to pace it so that the lyrics can shine. If you rap too fast and you're not without clarity, then your you're message not fucking Messy Elliot, are you, babes? <laughs> no, Messy Elliot, if anything. <laughs> so, Messy Elliot with two T's. <laughs> <laughs> a terrible, terrible. Um, so the, <laughs> trash, trash. <laughs> the finale runway. Uh, what did you think of Bimini coming out as this like bridal alien? Um, I didn't get the alien part. I just got bridal. So um... no, no one said alien apart from me, actually. So I think oh. that was. <laughs> I think it was no. just the pointy bits looked a bit um, sci-fi to me. But I, yeah, you're right. It wasn't alien. I um I am a sci-fi geek, so I would I would tell you if I thought it was alien, and it wasn't. It looked more like br- Russian bride ready for purchase. I didn't really. Oh, um... is that why she did the Russian Russian dancing in the lip sync? So I was going to oh, ask possibly. that later. I, I didn't get why she did that. Yeah, possibly that's why. Um, but that's just, you know, conjecture. I think I liked the wig. I liked, um, you know, I thought I thought she looked good, but I just thought, like, after all the um, the stuff that she's done in the past, like, you know, like the amazing runways that, she, that she's come back with and the fact that she had those seven months to bring something together that was fucking out of this world. If you look at, like, America's Drag Race, for example, I mean, this was... Yeah. This wasn't even close, you know? I agree. I th- I think she looked great. I liked it. It even gave me a touch of Madonna, which, you know, for me is like the highest compliment. But I agree, considering what Bimini's done, she's always a bit out of the box. I would have expected mm. her maybe to surprise us a little bit, whereas this didn't really surprise me that much. Yeah. Um, I have an issue with Ellie Diamond's gown, and I'll say what it is, because she didn't necessarily look bad. But um, last year, I don't know if you remember the Vivian's finale gown that she was crowned in. Mm-hmm. was very similar colour and shape to this, mm. but Vi- the Vivian's was a lot better. So I just think it's a very strange choice to go into a finale with a 
a similar dress to the yeah. winner last year who did it better. And it was um it was a bit panto dame. It looked a bit like it didn't yeah. fit at the bottom. Yeah, it looked a bit I like agree. one of those it looked a bit one of those toilet roll covers that your nan had like back in the day. <laughs> it um so you imagine like a giant bog roll underneath. But also like I know you just said about Madonna with um Bimini, like they, it could have been like, you know, like she could have done like proper Vogue from the from the um MTV Awards, like yes. with this look, you know, and that and that would have been better. It was just, I don't know, it was just a bit lacklustre for something that was so showy. It just could have been, you know, changed to make it stunning. Yeah, you're right. Like the f- loads of frills like Madonna mm, did. And mm. then more dramatic makeup maybe could have sold it. I, th- I thought she sold yeah. it well on the runway. Like sh- the sitting down and letting it spread looked good. But I just thought it was a bit lacklustre. Well, she probably wasn't even alive when Madonna did that Vogue anyway. <laughs> well, no, no. If she's inspired by Adore Delano to get into drag, then that's... <laughs> I-, I remember that like it was yesterday. <laughs> so was Lawrence it? Lawrence comes out in like a purple gown that's inspired by Drag Race branding, which is quite kiss-ass, really, but it seemed to work for her in the end. Oh, sucky, sucky, suck, suck. Um, but I did... Um, I did. <laughs> that was your nickname I did, in college, wasn't it? I, I did. <laughs> that's my nickname now, around, around the back of the bike sheds. I do think... <laughs> um, I, I, like, I liked it, and I liked, the, um, I liked the Drag Race pieces and the arms and in the gown. Yeah, I, I liked it too. I, I, I did like that, and the colour as well. So um, I think it was... Out of all four outfits on the run, it was the one I felt the most effort was made on. Yeah, it was probably my favourite. And also, like, everyone talks about what a great makeup artist Ellie is, and she is. But I think Lawrence is a really great makeup artist mm. as well. I think she really beats that face. And I liked the earrings having the blue repeater badges. Um, oh, no, shit, I, we I, didn't, I, didn't like, I didn't like that, actually. We forgot to do hit and shit. Bimini, I give hit. Hit. Ellie, I gave shit. I could go. I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. Yeah. Bim, uh, like Lawrence hit, I would say. Lawrence hit. And then what do we mm. think of Tace in the nude cat suit with the black ostrich feathers? Shit. I thought it was shit. I thought it looked like she shaved her whole body while she was drunk and just left some and bits. You could, and you could see her underwear through it as well, which was. Oh, I not did not on. clock that. Yeah, they didn't. Men- they didn't like it. Michelle didn't mention it, which was surprising, but maybe it was because of the lighting in the, in the, um, in the studio. But, um, it looked like something that she would wear in, like you know, Nude Illusion Week or something. It wasn't, and it was the sa- it was the same wig she wore on the fu- on her fucking entrance and in the and in the promo. That is true. Um, yeah, that it wasn't it wasn't a sleigh. Uh, we get the critiques, um, which I, I mean, they're always quite boring in the finale because they're mainly just positive. They don't really go in on anyone. They talk about Ellie's age, how she's 21 and it's impressive, which I agree with, but she still should have used my reads in the reading challenge, so. <laughs> so for that, she's a fucking cunt. <laughs> but we did actually see Rue be nice to taste in this bit, uh, ruining that theory, because Rue was like, basically saying, you know how good you are at putting lyrics into songs. If you stick with that, you've got a career. I mean, that's still yeah. quite shady. It's like, you're only good at that. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get the bit where Rue shows them all their pictures as a child. Oh, we... I can't bear this bit either. <sighs> well, the the bit I liked about this was we found out, I mean, it might have been obvious to everyone, maybe I'm really slow, but that Lawrence Cheney's real name is Lawrence Cheney. I guess it would be, because why would you choose that as a drag name? But I, it was nice to have that confirmed. Is that why they say? Is that why they call him he? Because as a he, because Lawrence Cheney is his real name. I so think why would, so. Why would so they wouldn't say she about Lawrence Cheney if that's his real name? I think so. But did you notice that they said Tace's boy name was Tace? I don't know. I just thought I just thought that Lawrence looked like a young Natalie Cassidy boy version in his picture. Um, <laughs> I, th- I thought I thought 
I thought I couldn't really see Tace's one. Eddie Dyer. Tace was Eddie... in drag in her child picture as well. It's like Jesus Christ. I know she's had it. Fuck. She's she's had it. So it's so easy. She's had it. So maybe I again. I think that's why. That's why she duck walked out the womb. <laughs> <She> death <laughs> dropped out. She came out quacking. <laughs> um. So I thought the best. I mean, they they do the what would you say, and then they do the speech. I thought that. Ellie was really good doing the Wizard of Oz references, which you know Rue loves. And yeah. I thought Lawrence was quite good. She was quite genuine and don't hide, you're a superstar. Mm-hmm. I thought Tace was the worst at this bit because I felt like she knew she wasn't winning, so it was just kind of like being quite casual. Flippant. Yeah. Flippant. <laughs> That's the right word. Although I liked her Beans on Toast reference. Yeah. And then with Ellie's, I thought it was really weird, though, that she said, I've never had to lip sync in the competition except from last week. And it's like, well, so you have last week. <laughs> yeah, that was really super weird. What about what about Bimini's, Bimini's um, um, advice to the seven-year-old or the two-year-old? I'm not sure what she was. What well, did she bit. say? Don't dye your hair. Do more drugs. Did, did she did, say that? Like, no. <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> for that. Man- manage, manage your drugs so you never have to give them up. <laughs> Don't overdo your drugs. No, I just think, um, yeah, it was just it was just like sweetness, really. That, I mean, this is the whole this that, that's the whole thing about the uh, finale episode. You never get any good juice because, like, the interview is very much the same vibe as the look at the old pictures thing. So, I mean, and I think is I think again, this is why I give it a six. Like, if it's if there's a sense of ceremony and it's like a massive show at the end, then those bits make more sense because it's just all still the same format. They just come off as a bit boring. Do you know, you made me think of a good point then, because one of my points I thought was working for Bimini uh, to be a winner was being non-binary. Yeah. And she didn't mention it in any of the speeches. Not one mention, not one so, mention. And that, was, and that was really important, like things you could have told your younger self, like, you know, it's, a, it's okay to be, you know, neither one nor the other. It's okay to follow your path down the middle and be, you know, non-binary. When, you're, when you get older, you'll realise that, that, you know, non-binary is a thing. And that it's okay to be that. Do I, I think it's I think it's quite a British thing because I think Lawrence didn't. I mean, Lawrence is now basically the first big winner that Drag Race has ever had. Um, mm. A big girl. They've always said we want to crown a big girl, and now we have one. And Lawrence didn't really mention that. I think in the US they're very much. She's like, not really that big. She's not big compared to the big girls. I mean, look, look at Latrice for God's sakes. Well, just because someone's bigger doesn't mean she. I mean, Lawrence clearly is uh, identifies herself as. She's a not big, big enough. <laughs> she needs. To She's not big enough to my... identify as big. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, oh my god! Um, oh my god! Oh my god! I Oh my god! Now, oh, I'm getting. I'm getting royal vibes again. <laughs> what do you mean? I'll tell you after. Oh god, we've got so much to discuss off air this week. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just don't think. I mean, Rui. We really, reference... should, we really should talk other times other than just on the podcast. It's a date, um, but I think Rui, Rui even references the fact that British queens are like not very good at bigging themselves up, and I think they are all kind of fail in the fact that they don't sell mm. the fact of why they should win, and yeah. as in what is special about them. Well, that um, is that is very that is very British, and like you know, and we're all. We're all guilty of that, and I'm and like, and I think that is that is something that it's very it's quintessentially British. The fact that you don't, it's awkward to be like, well, I do this, and like, and if anyone if anyone does go on about that, like, I remember I when I was at university, we had like three 
um, visiting students from America. And I can remember like, because I, I, I was doing English and drama and they were in the drama section. Like when you do stuff in drama, it's very much like, blah, 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 and they were like, there was no, there was no like holding back. They were so super into themselves and super telling us all about how amazing they were in a way that the British people just never did. <laughs> so, so I mean, it's that is definitely a massive divide that we we don't do that. So I do completely agree with Rue when it, like, even though he says you've got a free pass to do it today, like it's far too awkward for for any of us to do that. I, and I like that about us. I like it as a quality, but it doesn't kind of work that well on reality TV because you kind of need them to all be like biting at each other. I mean, even last season on UK, Bag of Chips at the finale, they're like, why should you win? She's like, I don't think I should really. I think they've done better than me. And I'm like, you never get that on the American one. In the American one, you get Blair St. Clair at the end like, I'm better than them, even though I haven't won. Um, well, cra- well, Cracker is a, is a classic example of that. I mean, like, you know, that's <laughs> it like, well, I don't... Because also... Also in the British one, they don't like Denali, for example. Like when they get voted off, they just don't understand how that can be possible. And for this one, they're like the only person I think was was Ginny, but that's maybe because you know she's deranged. But the rest of them are just like, oh yes, of course I should have been voted off because I'm terrible. <laughs> but like in the American one, they're like, I cannot believe it. And speaking of Ginny, all the eliminated queens come back during the performance, which I didn't even see coming so it was quite a nice surprise I thought um, they looked and Ginny. they looked really, Ginny, Ginny looked like Gollum Ginny yeah she's Shuffling taken about. the Gollum um, brand from Veronica and Veronica let me get this straight what was I thought Veronica was dressed as a virus as a reference and I thought surely she's not but oh was she dressed as a hero as in like I'm saving well sort of like sort of like a bat sort of like a Robin sort of sort of look well Robin's red she was like a what the fuck was she, Not as in a bird Robin, as in like in you know, a superhero Robin. What do you mean? Yeah, but the, I mean the superhero Robin is red. That's his colours. What is what is red and green and yellow? Yeah, you're right. It wasn't. Oh yeah, he has got yeah he has got more colour than that. Yeah, I just thought it was weird. Either way, it was weird. Either way, it was weird. And when they go and when they go back and discuss it, and like and then for some. <laughs> For some re- for some reason they managed they they let Veronica shoehorn in the government's um stay home stay safe wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know why that was why that was you know left to stay in. And, but I do like the fact that they not only confirm that there's a season three, but also they confirm that Veronica's going to be in it. Yeah, and um, a horror who, by the way, I thought looked very beautiful in the face. Um, beautiful, ma- making still, me even more still still having an issue about the running order. <laughs> I know. I mean, I was really gutted she wasn't in the finale, but then she keeps banging on about this running order. I'm like, actually, I'm glad you weren't, because you and Lawrence together, bringing up this running order would have been a fucking nightmare. <laughs> One more time. We're three episodes away now. But also, I did I did like it how she did admit, finally, that, it that you know, the running, she can't blame the running order on the fact that she wasn't very good. So that's good. Oh, you best believe, 70 years older, how a horror will be in a deathbed on the final breath, like... Ellie Diamond in that fucking running order. Just she, uh, she did me. She did me over. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> uh, beep, cold blue, cold blue. Ooh. With taste next to her sobbing and sucking her flaccid dying dick. Um, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> sorry. Um, did you notice they bleeped to horror? She said to Ellie, I can't blame you for being beep. And I don't know if that was just a reference to I the think it was a, I think it was a joke. Yeah, I think or it was a joke. Or did she say cunt? As well? I don't know. Um, no, I, th- I, think, I think it was 
like a gag for the viewers and like she they they bleeped it out when she did it so they bleeped out they bleeped it out then you know i think it was just a joke well i am um... Continue to not understand what's going on because even <laughs> yesterday I didn't know whether the finale was this week or next week. And then I now was expecting a reunion episode next week, but now I'm thinking that this was the reunion because that was it. That was it. There was like a good five minutes of it. Yeah, because you jo- liked it. <laughs> Joe Black told us there was a reunion. That's why I expected it. But actually, I think she just meant we re- reunited. But it's not. <laughs> I actually- did think it was. I did think it was funny though when they when they all came on um, during the dance performance. And Joe Black and Joe Black and Ginny were at the back, like wee, like ah. the shameful, shameful old queens. Like you know, you <laughs> you've both dis- you have displeased rule, so you must be at the back. I thought that was funny. I I loved seeing them all back though. Um, back on the main stage, um, the judges debate about Ellie. They Ruth says she's cracked the code of Drag Race, and I'm like, has she really? Mm, no, that's interesting because she did say, well, again, like, like we were just saying before, you know, she said, oh, you know, I loved Wizard of Oz from a young age. I mean, she's saying everything right. It is like a code, but she's just, it's like when you know the answers, so it, so but you, you don't you, show you're working. Yeah. Yes. Yes, that's what it's like. Yeah. Perfect. I love that Alan said. Lawrence is going to need to lube up her hips to get through the door. I was like, <laughs> all right, bitch. Maybe, maybe a few weight jokes are allowed. It's hard to know where the line is these days. Um, mm. They think that um, Tace isn't being herself, which I thought was weird because I feel like Tace has been, maybe not on the main stage, but in confessionals, I think she's been one of the most charming, likeable, genuine Absolutely. No, I think ones. I think if like we met Tace in real life, that like, she would be as she is in the show. I don't feel like she's... Not to us, if she's listened to the podcast. She'd be like, don't fucking talk to me. The nerve, the gumption. We haven't been rude about taste at all, I don't think. We were rude like five minutes ago about her finale dress, but that's what we're here to do. That's our job. Sorry. Hashtag sorry about it. Well, yes, it was a, it was a Denali finale. I, I'm trying to calm down here and you're bringing up Denali. It's like, <laughs> can I, could, is this my most raging week of Drag Race ever. I just can't take it. <laughs> I liked when all the Eliminated Queens got to do a f- final runway and G- Ginny just referenced her fake walk. Yeah. Which I thought was quite cute. Um, and yeah. I also thought Joe Black looked absolutely amazing in that red... Oh, my God. With that thing, like, at, at last she was dressed like the Brighton Pavilion <laughs> when she didn't need to be. She didn't get that from H&M, let's be honest. So I thought no. it was a good triumphant final moment from her. Also, I thought it was a, I thought it was kind of mean that they didn't feature it a bit more because she did look fucking incredible. But it was you could only see it really in glimpses. Yeah. And also, Sister Sister took the opportunity to shade... I assume this is a dig at a horror that she did the blue mouth again, as in like just to remind everyone, a horror copied yeah. me, and now I'm taking it back. But I think, they, might, I think they, ju- I think they just must have filmed so much in that scenario that it was just like almost impossible to cut it down to what we got. Yeah, I mean it was a, it was cute to see them. I don't think we needed that much longer. Uh, and then RuPaul gives <laughs> up the final four a QBE Queen of British Eleganza trophy yeah, yeah, so blah, ellie blah, got blah. to take one thing home because she didn't win any challenges so that's cute yeah, yeah. and she's going home soon because then rue announces the top three and there was no suspense here although you never know these days considering what was to come but ellie is out and we're left with tace lawrence and bimini which i wasn't expecting because i thought they would get rid of tace at this point as well and leave mm. us with the final two yeah oh can i just ask quickly let's ask quickly about the old queens why was tia coffee's face green compared to the rest of her body 
Um, Did you notice that? I noticed she was off colour, but I don't, I don't think it was intentional, was it? It was almost like yeah, she... Like, no, it was really odd. It was weird. She did look a bit Martian-y, but then after I called Bimini alien bride, I just... Yeah, you just to want to avoid that whole scenario. I'm seeing Martians <laughs> everywhere. I think I'm losing it. <laughs> so we get a three-way lip sync. We find out the winner gets a trip to Hollywood, USA to create and star in their own series, which we found out last year. We don't find that out. That was a... <laughs> Same as last year. I mean, I mean, God, the Vivian show has obviously, you know, set the internet alight. So what a prize. With criticism. I think it's yeah, it's a bit of a uh, curse, if anything, to win that. Yeah. And, and can no I, money. Can I, I'm just, I'm just going to stop you there. Can I, I'm just going to take the, I'm going to take the hundred grand instead. I mean, I know I'm really thankful to, <laughs> you know, the BBC for offering me the opportunity to go to America and do that, do that show. But I'm going to take the hundred grand. Is that all right? If it's all the same, I will. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> um, we get the lip sync and it's I'm Still Standing by Sir Elton John, which is the second year in a row that the finale has been a male singer, which I think they're doing as a mm. theme here, which I think is kind of cool. I don't really know why they're doing it, but whatever. Did you, uh, Sam, did you see Elton John when they did that COVID charity fundraiser last year singing this song? What? Uh, no, no. I, I tried to avoid all of that because I found everything just crazy. Oh my god, he was so out of tune. It was. You have to watch it. It's so punching, funny. Punching the piano keys with his sausage fingers. Hello, instead of fisting David Furnish. Um, so, what, what did you think of the lip sync? Well, again, this is why I give it a 6 out of 10. It was just really disappointing. Um, I don't know whether they didn't... Um, oh, like, I was trying to watch Bimini, but but then Bimini wasn't really doing much other than the um, Russian dance. Like, yeah, well, no, which no, weird. no, no one really shone at all. It was just... I like, thought Taste was good. Mm, yeah, Taste was good, but I don't know. Lawrence did... Just, the whole thing was just very... It was quite low energy, I felt. It was, and it's quite a high-energy song, and it's your last moment to impress. I don't know why they mm. didn't pull it out more. And Lawrence mm. did... Um, it's a drag queen no-no that when time is referenced in a song, pointing to your watch, because it's so overdone. <laughs> and Lawrence TikTok. did it. TikTok! <laughs> you don't do that, Lawrence. Um, so you shouldn't have won after that. Uh, also, um, I didn't know if this... If this was a factor, then it should have been referenced. But did Bimini not know all the words? Because at the beginning, I felt like she was... Not in sync, but I don't know if it's because her lips are uh, obviously quite pumped, aren't they? Every British, every British person knows the words to "I'm Still Standing." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elton John doesn't anymore, but yeah, everyone else. <laughs> That's because of his Alzheimer's. <laughs> so then we get. I mean, literally, I'm watching at this point, and I'm like, "Well, we're just about to obviously watch Bimini be crowned," mm. and then the winner is. I still got it in my notes, Bimini, uh, but it's not. It's it's Lawrence Cheney. I know. I was as I said. I was watching with my friends Matt and Sam, and Matt actually said just before it happened, he was like, he was like, oh, it's obviously Bimini. If if Lawrence Cheney wins, I'm going to eat my hat. <laughs> and then literally, Lawrence was announced, and I said, "Where's your fucking hat and your knife and fork? Because <laughs> I want to see you stuff it in your mouth." <laughs> well, I, honestly, I was gutted. It's the most shocked I've been, apart from um, All Stars Three. I would say about a mm. result. I just. Everything, I mean, this has happened a few times in this series, but everything about the patterns in US Drag Race seemed to be a different ball game here, which mm. makes sense. because it's, it's not an algorithm, though, babes. You know that, don't you? <laughs> I know, but you notice after a while that there are things that happen in Drag Race that um, 
get you eliminated and there are little ways indicators that show what's going to happen for uh, for super fans and in drag race uk it seems to be a lot more unpredictable mm-hmm. and i'm just gagged i mean lawrence is amazing if if i was told earlier in the season she's going to win i'd be like that she's an amazing representation of uk drag she's mm-hmm. funny she's talented yeah. she's likable i just i'm disappointed not in lawrence as a winner i'm disappointed mm-hmm. The, the producers have um, just kind of made the competition almost irrelevant by just crowning someone that they liked. No, well, I think it's... I'm going to give you an analogy, right? So, um, yeah. so, so I did... Um, so I did for my art A-level, which I showed you some of recently, actually. So I did pottery. and um, Oh, it was amazing. And, and, I loved it, actually. And basically, like, yeah, and I was and I was good throughout the year and stuff. And then, but I was... I was lackluster with my, you know, my books because you've got to put books in and stuff. And I didn't do that. I didn't do that. And then I put in an amazing fucking like final piece. But it it wasn't good enough to counteract what I had already done, like a bit of stuff before. So I think maybe even though Bimini came back fighting, it wasn't enough to be a whole enough winner for the whole series. Do you know what I mean? Because I think maybe beforehand it was still a bit lacklustre. Well, no, but she won more challenges than Lawrence. And the second half of the season was longer than the first before the break. So, I mean... Shut up. (laughs) Statistically, she did a lot better. Stop trying to ruin my analogy about me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I am disappointed. Um, I will get over it. I will survive. Go on now, go. Walk out the door. And Lawrence Cheney, <laughs> congratulations. Who's ready for the Purple Rain? I'm not ready for it yet, but I will be. Well done. The first big girl winner. Uh, not according uh, to Sam. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, so, but... So hold can we, on can... for one more day. Hold on for one more day. Hold on for one more day. Can you ch- change your, can you change your um, rating from zero now? You're right, I'm going to change it. I'm going to go to minus one. <laughs> you twisted my arm. No, no. I'm, not, I'm not going to give a zero because um, that probably is too harsh. I'll go up to a two, I guess. And do you know why? Number two, shit. Oh, shut up. Give it a, give it a five. Give it a five. I ain't giving it a fucking five over my, over my dead body, Ellie Diamond. You know what you were fucking doing with that lineup. You screwed us over, <laughs> and I am not your friend anymore. But, okay. But Ed, 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 listen. Giving it a five means you're not happy with the result, but you do think she was a bit deserving of it. I don't think she deserved it. She didn't do the best in the competition. I think she's a good winner. I think she's a great queen. She didn't deserve to win this fucking competition. Bimini did. And I don't even really love Bimini that much. I'm, I'm not a huge stan. Um, I probably prefer so, Tace and Lawrence. So still, and so, fucking... so still zero. Still zero, really. Not not petty at all. Come on. I'm, gi- I'm giving it a Coke zero and that's the end of it. <laughs> and I'm afraid you're going to have to catch me in a better mood. Catch me outside. Catch me in a better mood on... Um, when's our next episode? Monday, <laughs> where we'll be recapping the never-ending season that is season 13. <laughs> Well, we're looking forward to Lawrence Cheney being crowned the winner of that as well, because apparently she just wins, regardless of effort. (laughs) 
to uh, to our dear listeners, thank you for listening. I'm sorry for Ed's ranting today. We love you. Um, any fat references, I want to apologise for as well. Any other offensive references, also I want to apologise for. Um, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you for the <laughs> next episode of United Queendom. Thanks very much, guys. Oh, can I just have one more rant before we go? No. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening uh, to us this season. But some of you guys only listen for Drag Race UK and then you piss off and don't stick with us for America. But if you like the show and you're enjoying us, we are just as uh, furious, hilarious, outrageous on US. And also go back and listen to our old episodes. It'll cheer me up and I'll be happier next episode. But thank you for listening. Please, please do it. I'm trapped. Help me! He's blinking SOS as we speak, but he doesn't realise it's a podcast and no one can see it. Uh, Should we click it out? Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you.